Uh, how do you say your last name? Uh, Gotkin. Gotkin, right, just like yeah. it's spelled. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome back. It's been a while since we've had a Rooster in the Villain episode. A um, little bit ago, I put out a tweet and said I was you know, hungry for some soccer conversations, and I got a bunch of people to like that tweet and reach out to them and was able to line up a couple of guests and uh, lucky enough to have Adam Gotkin here tonight as our first uh, in this little interview series we're doing on Rooster and the Villain. Um, Ab- Adam, would you mind telling us about yourself? Uh, yeah, what's up, everybody? My name is Adam Gotkin. I'm a senior at Quince Orchard High School, which is about 30 or 40 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. in Maryland. And, um, you know, of course, this is a soccer podcast, and my way in that world is uh, as a broadcaster. I'm uh, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Maryland Bobcats and NISA, and uh, I'm a pretty big fan, and I'm happy to be on the show. Thank you for having me. You know, it's uh, let's just go right into the to the Bobcats gig because I did kind of see throughout the season. I I noticed that a high school senior was the the voice of the Bobcats, and then you know I took a look at your profile today, and it said, "Ever since I was a young child, I have known that sports journalism is what I want to do with my life." So I'm just I'm fascinated. You're what 18, and and you had this direction already. Looks like you're going to Syracuse in the fall. I mean, just tell me about. First, your passion for for sports journalism and broadcasting, and then how you got the Bobcats gig. All right, pretty much the story of my life so far. Um, so ever since I was young, sports has been my entire life. Uh, I grew up in a sports family, and you know when you're watching sports, like the things that the thing that makes it so special, I guess, if you're not in person, is the broadcasters. They you know, it's all the energy is encapsulated by them, you know, how they sound. And I just kind of like fell in love with that. And I was fascinated with it my entire life. Um, when I was like maybe 10 or so, I like I went to all these like sports camps, but I found this one called I think it's play by play sports broadcasting camp. And it's literally it's like a summer camp. And instead of like playing sports, you're broadcasting the sports and you learn how to do that. And that's how I like first had my taste in it. Um, through that, I met someone uh, I guess he's fine with name dropping. His name is Aiden Blank. He lives up in Connecticut and he started this thing at his high school called, I think it was the Falcon sports network. And they broadcasted games for their high school. And I was like, and I followed him on Twitter. I met him through this camp. And I was like, that's really cool. I want to bring that to where I am at a uh, Quince orchard. And so I reached out to our athletic director, our principal and um, started pretty much annoying the crap out of them until they finally agreed to, yeah, sure, I'll let you broadcast these games and spend like fifty dollars for you on these awful microphones. But you know that's kind of uh, what we started doing. If no, if you aren't familiar with the area, Quince Orchard is one of the best athletic programs in the entire state. Uh, we had like a top thirty football player in the country. Uh, girls soccer is one of our best sports almost every year. A Division one player. And, um, yeah, I just, I was doing that for a couple of years. Um, and then COVID hit and that was during my sophomore year of high school, uh, COVID hit and I had nothing to do for literally a year. It was a year from when COVID hit to when I found the Bobcats gig. They just posted on Twitter one day saying, are you interested in sports broadcasting? DM us. And so I DM'd them. Um, I had some local experience through working, uh, for my school and doing that, uh, school sports broadcasting, and I reached out to the Bobcats. I met Evan, who I believe you had on this show before. Yep, yep. Um, He's been on twice, and we're actually yeah. doing a, a Bobcat tomorrow. We got an interview, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, and so I met Evan, reached out to him, started talking, and just from that, I mean, 
it was it was crazy. It was just in the middle of I was in the middle of school. I was walking from one class to another. I saw him posted on Twitter and I was like, you know what? Let me try it. I DM'd, had a couple conversations, sent in my reel. And from that, just a couple weeks later, broadcasted their first ever home professional match. And at the age of 16, I had broadcasted a professional soccer match. And it was it was a dream come true to get that gig. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> did you did you know of Nisa or the Bobcats before the tweet? Um, I had always like I I'd followed them because I saw that they were a professional soccer team. I didn't know what Nisa was. Um, I had heard of the Bobcats very like lightly just cause I'd always been like, you know, just like bored Googling around like, Oh, like professional sports teams. And I was like, Oh, I found them as like a semi pro team. And I think I'd seen them before winning in, you know, the UPSL, but I never like really knew them. But now it's like half of my life almost is like Nisa and the Bobcats. Do you travel with the team or do you kind of do you call games from, um, you know, the comfort of your home when they're traveling? Uh, no, just home games. So the way that Nisa works, I guess, is it's they have whatever the home team is just broadcast those games. So when it's ever an away game, I'm normally watching. If I'm not watching, if I have something else, I'll just watch the replay of it. But just home games. It'd be cool to travel at some point with the team, with, you know, whatever it is. Maybe if they have an open cup in like Pittsburgh, I could go out and uh, just go to the match. Yeah. Uh, but no, just just home games. But yeah. Is it broadcasting internet radio or are you actually the voice on BN sports when they, when they have a game on TV? So let's, so BN, so the NISA, the whole thing is weird. It's so it's not radio for, um, any of the team. I don't think any of the teams have radio. Chicago might've had like a radio deal. Just, they had a bunch of weird stuff, but so like, yeah, BN sports, (laughs) we can maybe get into that. I'm not watch out of what I'm saying. Although it looks like they're not in the league anymore. So I can't get Okay. Yeah, you have an affiliation to worry about. I'm just kind of like a nut that goes to the games. <laughs> yeah, but so BN Sports was like its own. They're, they were they're its own like separate thing, and they would pretty much just come in once a year to a game and be like, hey, this is the national game of the week. We're broadcasting the game. And that only happened once, I think, they did a home game. And I just did like the PA announcing that time against uh-huh. Chattanooga. But other than that, it's just um, on 11 sports. It's pretty much they tell each team – I, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but I, it's it seems like they just tell each team like like we can help you like broadcasting and equipment like we'll help you. But like the way that it works here and the way that works in pretty much every professional sports league is like the production is like you have to kind of figure that out. Huh, interesting. And I can you know, the Bobcats production was um, so Kalen is like Slim Simba, I think, on Twitter. He's yeah, I know you're in, yeah. So you've seen him. You've and all this type of stuff. He would be like, I guess the producer of our broadcast. He has no experience in producing, but he, he, like he, so he would be doing social media. He'd be live tweeting the match, making graphics, and he would be updating like the scoreboard. And then I'd be sitting next to him or standing next to him, calling the game. And then next to me was our lone cameraman, Mo. And so it was the three of us. And that's, that's all that we had. I'll, I'll tell you a bit of a teaser. We're hoping to have more this upcoming year, but it was like, you know, that was kind of all it was. And it was weird. It, it wasn't that much of a, prof- a professional setup. It wasn't that, you know, just because it was new. And it's so sure. like no one really understands like how hard broadcasting is from just like a technical standpoint. Like it gets really, really, really expensive. I mean, it can be thousands of dollars just to do a, you know, light broadcast. And that's like the problem that a lot of people have with NISA 
And it, it, it's crazy. I mean, like BN or not BN Sport, like USL, which everyone points to, they like have a, their whole separate deal with it's called Vista World Link. It's like a production company. But like I, I would assume that that's extremely expensive and hard to do. So Nisa, we're pretty much on our own. Do you talk to some of the other uh, other broadcasters in Nisa? Um, I have not. That's something that I want to try and start doing more this year. Um, last spring was weird just because like every it was like the start and I I was still in like COVID was like, you know, no psych. I didn't have like in-person school. I had no structure. I was just going doing these games. <laughs> this fall was crazy for me because it was like everything was finally back. So I had the Bobcats. I had like school sports that I was broadcasting and I had like three, four games a week at some point. So I didn't really have time for that. But this upcoming year, it's something that I'd like to do. Unfortunately, like the two broadcasters I'd probably want to talk to the most in NISA, uh, Neil Rule and whatever, I forget his name, the Chicago uh, house broadcaster who, who did fire games. The two of them, unfortunately, not there anymore. But, you know, I'd love to get in contact with some of the other guys. Simon Allen uh, over on the West Coast, whatever they call him, the uh, the Dalai Lama of soccer. I'd, I'd like to have a conversation with him one day. So do you have a preference as far? I, I'm assuming if you did Quince Orchard Sports and you did Quince Orchard Sports Network, you did every sport. You mentioned before you got on the podcast, you played soccer till about 10 years old. And then later in life, you got back into it. But do you have a favorite sport to call right now? And is soccer something you're considering in your future? It's it's weird for me. I love soccer, but my soccer experience has been a bit different because I've really only done it like by myself solo, which is really hard to do because like we look, we love soccer. We're on a podcast right now because of soccer, but it's 90 minutes and it can get really boring and, you know, by yourself, it, it can be hard to do. Sure. I could imagine. And so that sometimes can make me like not dislike it. I still love what I'm doing, but it can make it a lot harder. It, like the one time where I was with someone else. Uh, it was like the best and it was so much fun, but I, so I love soccer. It's definitely up there, but I feel like I haven't gotten the true full experience broadcasting the sport yet on that. I love baseball. Uh, I work for the Gaithersburg giants, a collegiate summer baseball team. Uh, they have a couple guys who are going to make it to the MLB probably at some point. I love baseball. And then football is one of my favorites too, just because I, I was able to call a state championship football game at Navy at Navy stadium you know, 40,000 seat stadium up in the press box. So that's, yeah, a that's pretty really those three are probably my favorite at this point, but I, I don't think I've had a true full like soccer experience. Interesting. You know, actually, uh, when I first moved to Maryland about 12 years ago, I dabbled in, in broadcasting myself. Mm-hmm. Self. I did, there's a site called game day, Maryland, and I was doing basketball and football and it was so hard. I, I, I just, I've always felt like I had to fill dead air and I was just rambling and it didn't help that I don't know much about football. I knew enough about basketball where I felt a little more comfortable, but it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. I can imagine 90 minutes alone would be a, a long haul, especially with some of the NISA games where the attendance isn't quite there and there's not mm-hmm. much noise going on. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. so what do you like about soccer now? Um, I mean, honestly, my favorite thing about soccer is just like how like technical things can be. And when you really like get into that aspect of the game, it's like, it's something like special. I feel like, because you're just looking at it from the outside, like, Oh, it's just a bunch of guys kicking a ball in the field. But like, there's so much like behind it 
that that's like become one of my favorite things. And like that there's that. And then like Nisa specifically, there are so many like just straight up cool people in it and cool players and like front office people that like, there's just so many stories to tell. And that's one of the jobs of a broadcaster is just to tell stories. And like that, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite things too. That's why soccer is so great, especially Nisa. There's so many people who, you know, moved to this country when they were young or are from like, you know, super nice areas. And this is where they are now. And it's just like the meshing of everyone together. And that's kind of what Nisa is because like, you know, it's just one of the, it's, it's, this what makes soccer so special. It brings everyone together. And you see that, especially in Nisa, I feel like. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's I fun. love, I was really drawn into Nisa before the Bobcats went to Nisa. Cause I remember them talking about promotion relegation mm-hmm. and I just, I, I love lower league soccer. And that I think that the talent in America is so under undermined, underdeveloped mm-hmm. that it just gives more opportunities for more players. And actually, in the roster construction of the Bobcats, you see it this year. It looks to be like a, a level up from last year, but then you mm-hmm. see guys like Jake Dangler going to, you know, back to USL and some of the guys moving on. I just think it's neat how the league's progressing and brand new league, brand new teams. Like there's going to be growing pains. You're going to see uh, a one man show on the broadcast mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes, but you know, you got to start somewhere and I'm, I'm just hoping uh, new Amsterdam and, Chicago house. Don't bring down the whole show before it gets going. But it sounds like, sounds like we're actually, we got a schedule and and things are moving along now. So I'm not too concerned. And it's not like, I can't say anything hundred percent official. I I can't talk too much about it, but there are some really hopefully cool things in the works for the Bobcats. A couple of things that I'm involved in and a couple of things that are definitely above my level, but a lot of cool things involving just broadcasting and content that I'll, that I would be involved with that are very cool. And that'll really make us take the next step in being professional. So I, I, it's hard to, for me to fathom that you're, you're a high school student, right? <laughs> I'm what, like 16 years older than you. That's yeah, I don't understand 30, I'm 34. It. And so are you going to Syracuse in the fall? Yeah. In the fall, which I mean, I'm going there in the fall, which kind of stinks. Cause I feel like I'm finally getting into that groove with, the Bobcats and it's finally like there and then I'll be going away. So yeah, but I, I would assume you could, uh, slide into some pretty cool. St- it's, is it a big broadcasting school? Um, it, it's the best in the country and it's, it's really not, it's really not that close. I mean, if you're watching a game on TV, not that much soccer, cause soccer is a lot of internationals and it's a bit different, but if you're watching an NFL game or if you're watching an MLB or NBA game, like half the times the people calling that game, is from like went to Syracuse. Interesting. So that's that's really it's the best. It's the best for, and that's that's why I wanted to go there. That's why I've wanted to go there since I was young, and uh, I've had to, you know, do some things, uh, get get it, get a job, just to, you know to help it. But um, I mean, really, it's 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 where it's where I have to be. I feel like if I am really gonna put myself in the best spot to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I think you got an advantage over a lot of people knowing what you want to do at a young age, yeah. and 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 really going for it. I did have a, a moment in my life when I moved to Maryland where I was really interested in sports journalism, but I had a full-time job first. So it was never my full mm-hmm. focus. So I like never yeah. gave it the time of day. So yeah. I, I applaud you and your efforts. I, I hope, I hope to see you calling some, some rather large games in the future. Maybe we'll get you on like the 2026 uh, world <laughs> cup call or something. That'd be, I mean, I, I will say there, there is a team and there's going to be a team in Syracuse this year. Um, oh, that's right. The pulse. 
put, uh, I have, I think they've posted once on social media in 2021. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, but you know, I'll be up there in August. So maybe, maybe I can get involved in them and get involved in the pulse. Unfortunately, they're not playing at like at the university. They're playing it's like a couple miles away, but you know, uh, once, once the time comes, hopefully I'll be able to stay in the league. Are, is the broadcasting school affiliated with the sports programs? Like, do you automatically slide in and start calling games for, for all the sports of Syracuse? So that's where Syracuse is a bit special. So when I was, I guess I can, I can tell this when I was like searching schools and schools to go to, I'd go and, you know, talk on the phone with people, meet with people at like, you know, Penn state, Maryland, all these big schools. And they'd be like, you know, of course you're interested in Syracuse. They're the best. But if you go to Syracuse, you're not going to be able to have any opportunities until you're a junior. Well, if you're here, the second that you get on campus, like you're going to be calling games. That's because at Syracuse, there's so many people that want to do it that there's like a strong process of like, you have to be approved to be on air. And so Interesting. if you're listening to like a Syracuse student broadcast, you'd think that this was like the professional thing. Like they have ads, like the, it's the, it's, it's the real deal. And it's like real over the air radio, pretty much every other like student radios, um, student radio in college, like Maryland, like there's people there that are awesome and that are really good and that are going to be successful. But like the second that like, so, say it's a soccer broadcast the second that it goes to halftime like they're just off the air and it's just like silent syracuse you have ads they have halftime shows and all that uh-huh. type of stuff like it's a true professional operation so it's not something where like the second that you get there you can do things but once you're like sophomore junior year i mean you you're you, you're traveling across the country they i think they sent five students to the super bowl this year uh-huh. to be there and like be on radio row and they send students to every like they send like three, four students to every single away men's foot or football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and then men's and women's lacrosse games to every single game, like three students. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You got to pull uh, a few Aaron Rodgers years while Brett Favre is out there slinging mm-hmm. the rock. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what that's what makes them special. So. You know, I may be a bit a bit quiet for a year or doing like there there's spots like, you know, like low level, like high school games in the area. But the hope is you do that and then you're already at the professional level and you've been in a professional production where you can get a job and like a good one right away. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So so what is your uh, what does your prep look like for a typical typical game? Um, like, I, cause I would imagine walking onto the Bobcats game, at least for me as a fan, like I look in the field, I, I struggle to remember the players at times just cause it's not on TV every day. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get your information for something like that? And what does your prep look like? So I actually, I don't have any prep sheet. I don't have it with me right now. If I did, I could show you there's, I, I whenever we have a game, I, I post on Twitter a photo of my prep sheet and you could like I've scroll down it, to my Twitter and find it. Right. And it's normally takes somewhere around probably eight to 10 hours. Huh. If it's two brand new teams of literally like you could say stalking the players to know every, like everything about them, like, you know, all of their like past where they played, how they played there. You know, if they've done anything interesting and then I have like every little thing about them, of course, good things. You don't want to spread things that they wouldn't want to know. But like 
every everything about them because then it's able to tell cool stories and then if I'm lucky enough be able to then you know talk to the players about it and so it's a long time and my prep is one of the things that I'm most proud of especially considering the fact that I'm calling these games solo like I need it like here I just I just pulled it up um on my uh computer so if you go and like see my um on my Twitter page and then go to like media and just scroll down you'll find it eventually do you want but to throw like, your handle out here? At Adam at, underscore Gotkin, G-O-T-K-I-N. Give him a yeah. follow. And so I just pulled it up and I got on my computer. So like I have on my sheet, it's, um, what's it? That's numerical. So I have like 10 K banjo forward. And then I have six feet tall, 190 pounds, 28 years old. All of his stats, how many goals he has, assists, shots, red, yellow cards, and then it says, like, three years at Towson, graduated from UMBC, how he did there. Um, he was drafted 38th overall in the MLS Super Draft. He played 32 games for Pittsburgh Riverhounds, spent time with the Nigeria under-23rd squad. And, like, keep going, like, man. That's amazing. Like, the words that he got stuff. in high school, like, he was, um, like, where he went to high school. This was the first time that he, um, you know, this was the Bobcats' first pro player. His parents' names, like, that's on, like, his bio. So, like all of this stuff all consolidated into these like tiny little like four lines. Huh. And so if the game is five to nothing and I have nothing to talk about, he touches the ball. I can start talking about him. And it's it takes a long time, but it's 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 the thing that I'm most proud about. Yeah, I would imagine you get some familiarity with the players, too. So yeah. you're perhaps heavy up front and then you kind of get to reuse some of that. Yeah. Being the voice of a team definitely helps with that because you're not getting brand new each time. And, you know, speaking of my prep, honestly, like the coolest thing that the Bobcats brought me and calling a Bobcats game brought me was, um, I, I did a game. And like I said, I take a photo of my, uh, boards, uh, each, each game. Um, and then I, the crystal palace DC account, they're a huge Bobcats fan, big in the Nisa, uh, in the Nisa world. He tagged Arlo white in it. Of course, if you're a soccer fan, you know, Arlo white, and Arlo White like responded to it saying like these are awesome like I hope you had a good call on the game and he followed me on Twitter and so what? I was tagging him and so we had this like thing he was like it, Arlo has this thing where he like has soup whenever he broadcasts a game and then he saw a water bottle there and he said how he said what type of soup was that and like it wasn't soup so then I tagged him the next game and I was like Arlo it was too warm for soup I'm sorry about this and he like replied. And so now he follows me on Twitter and I, oh, that's him. wild. And it's the coolest thing ever. And like, it's, it's awesome. That is, that's, that's amazing. So do you have, um, do you have like a top five broadcaster list? Oh God. Um, <laughs> or if I could wait, wait, actually I, I had some word association I wanted to do with you earlier. I, I kind of forgot about it. All right. Let me throw it at you. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris Collins, Collinsworth. Just like a word that it reminds me of. Yeah, and then you got to kind of react to it. All right, let's see. Like, what do see. you think so, of them, or or one word that comes to mind, or? And Chris Collinsworth, like the first thing that comes to mind, like the slide in. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, I mean, and then what? I was like, I'll tell you what, man. That's, he just yeah, Collinsworth has that voice. He's just I can't imitate it well, but. What about uh, Bob Euchre? Does that ring a bell? Or are you too young for that one? Oh, it gets one of the ones like, you know, I know it, but yeah. it's, he's a bit, ba- I know he's a baseball guy. Yeah. He was back in 
back in the early nineties, I think he was huge. He's for the Milwaukee bucks. And, but the reason I know him is from those movies, major league. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen him with Charlie Sheen, but he's, he's got a, uh, a pretty big part in that movie. And I think he's pretty hilarious. I'm not a movie guy. I'll say that. I've never That's been fair. A what about uh Joe Buck? Joe Buck. Yeah. I love him. I think he's the best. Everyone hates him. Huh. I love Joe Buck. Why is that? <laughs> because I feel like, I I didn't like Joe Buck, but Joe Buck is like, at this point he's he's funny. If you've ever like listened to him on a podcast, like I read his book, he is a funny funny guy. Just based on the fact like he knows that like people are people don't like him because like they wish that they were him, and so he's just like gotten into that and like he's funny and he's really good at what he does because I feel like he lets the moment speak for himself, and that's something that I try and work on. It's kind of hard at like some games where it's like the Bobcats early on, like when there were no fans, like it was empty. So you kind of like had to talk, but he's like best at, he's just silent. Like he doesn't talk. Cause when you can let the crowd, like, you know, do their thing on a broadcast, like that's the, I feel like that's what makes it so good sometimes. Yeah. I would agree with that. I love when, uh, you know, in the, in the premier league games, when they let the crowd kind of speak to themselves, especially mm-hmm. after big goals and that, that sort of thing. Um, Van Gundy. Oof. Um, do you like basketball? I'm a basketball fan, not a big NBA fan. Of course, yeah. I like no, I know Van Gundy, but honestly, I don't. I, I don't have much to say about him. Like, who are some of the bigger college college names? Let's see, college guys. Um, I mean, in local Maryland, Johnny Holiday. I mean, I remember since I was young, like listening to Maryland basketball and Maryland football games on the radio after we would leave early because. My parents would always want to leave the games early to beat the traffic. And of yeah. course we would always miss something exciting, but you know, Johnny holiday, um, he's someone that I've always listened to and I've always loved. Um, is he on nine eighty now? Is that the voice there? I think they do. I think Maryland's on nine eighty now. Yeah. I he's catch old. it on the radio sometimes when I'm driving around. He's in his like eighties. Huh. He is, he is old. Um, let's see other, other college guys like, uh, Chris Fowler and, Ian Eagle, he's Ian Eagle is one of my favorites. Um, it's it's hard. I feel like that's like the one thing like I don't do enough of is like try and study some of the top guys. But it's also because I feel like a lot of the time people will like listen to these top people and like try and be them. Sure. Like I don't I don't like want that from like what I'm doing as a broadcaster. Like I want to like carve my own path, I guess, and like be myself. And I feel like a lot of times when like you study one person so much, like people kind of fall into that where like they just completely try to be them and like take their catchphrases. When you're watching a game, can, do you study broadcasting while you're watching or can you separate it when you're watching a game? When I'm watching a game, I do it in my head. I'm, I'm broadcasting the game in my head whenever I watch a game. Huh. And so like, I'll be like sitting on the couch watching a game and whoever I'm watching it with, they'll just be like, are you doing it in your head right now? I'm like, yeah. And they'll be like, do it out loud for a second. <laughs> And then it takes me a second that I can just like get into it and I'm always doing it. Um, but sometimes I, I'll like just like dissect what they say. Like if you're a hockey fan, um, Doc Emmerich was the best at that. He is he would say like a thousand verbs during a broadcast. And I just be like watching a hockey game, just like listening to what he's saying and just like try and get that into my head. Huh. Yeah, I, I like. I guess Michael Kay was the voice of the Yankees when I was growing up. I always enjoyed him. Mm-hmm. And then Clyde Frazier, of course, he's got all the uh, the crazy rhymes for the Knicks. So I wanted to ask you about 
the opinion of soccer at your high school right now? Where would you say it is in the, in the pecking order of sports at your high school? And then just in this area in general, cause I'm so like soccer crazed now mm-hmm. and I feel like it's more popular than it is. So I'm always kind of just curious what people say. Well, I'll say football is king. Football is absolutely at the top and it's not even close. Um, basketball is the second biggest for sure. And after that, and honestly, it depends, I guess what crowd you're with, but it's either hockey or it's soccer and soccer. Soccer's become pretty big, especially at my high school at Quince Orchard. Soccer's big, but it's not big like American soccer. It's people are huge fans of like the European teams. They're all, I guess you could say Euro snobs. Yeah, I'm kind of a Euro snob myself, unfortunately. They love the European soccer. And I'm like, you got to come out to a Bobcats game. Like, they're really good. Like, if you've ever, like, been to a Nisa match, like, you'll see, like, oh, these people, these guys are, like, actually, like, they're the very pros. good. I was the shocked pros. at that, actually, the first time I saw. I, I, I think Kay Banjo had that goal into the side netting when they were playing, uh, I want to say, Cal United. And it was, I was just, like, I was stunned at the quality of the long balls. And yeah, yeah I, I want more people to go. I don't know necessarily know how to help the team in that. And I was encouraged, like, the last game I went to was a little warmer. There seemed like a lot more people there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, it's year one. I, I'm hoping, yeah. uh, hoping next year we can get some some fans out there. Yeah, but um, it's 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 really – people aren't that interested in, in – like, even, like, the, the national team, which I'm a – like, I'm a bigger fan of the national team than I am any other club just because, like, I've kind of fallen out of love with – like, I, I, I was a huge Liverpool fan, and then, like, COVID hit. I just got disinterested. Then I realized, like – how like annoying, like to me at least, European soccer was. How it was like, oh man, City's gonna win. Like Liverpool's yeah. winning, and like it's like the same teams winning like every single match. And I was like, I can't like be a fan of this anymore. It's just too much for me. And so it, it's, but it's all, it's all, it's mostly that people. Not even people are fans of like the national team. Not even like MLS fans. Like I was a huge DC United fan. Like I've kind of fallen out of touch with them a bit, but like. Not even like DC United fans, really. It's all people fans of of Europe, and it's 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 a shame because there's like there's so much good soccer in this country. Like Nisa, like there there were definitely some good crowds. And the one game that I did um, that I wasn't able to broadcast because BN Sports took it. I took my girlfriend to the game. She's not a big soccer fan, like, and she was like, "These people are like actually like, really good. Like this is like very entertaining." And like from a non soccer fan, like that's you know that's it shows how like entertaining it is, and like. It's very good, and like I, I really do wish more people would come out. It's hard. It, it is really hard. People don't understand. Like, like it, you can't have like a honestly like a more perfect location, like area. That field is have sick. like a pro soccer, like a suburb. That's like yeah, like suburbs stink, but like this is a suburb that like is like love soccer. Like youth soccer is huge, and then there's, you know. A huge, I guess, I don't know, huge like African populations who love soccer and huge Hispanic populations who love soccer. And like, you know, you'll see that on like, I guess, in the schools, you know, there's people who are huge fans of like the El Salvadorian national team. Like I remember when U.S. played um, El Salvador, I was like talking in school, trash talking across people. But these mm-hmm. people aren't big fans of like the Bobcats because they don't know about them. But like they started in the pandemic. And like, yeah. it's so hard to get people to come out. I just wish more people would. And I think more people will this year. But. Yeah. I think they're starting to, the last game I went to, there's a pretty solid crowd and the crowd's pretty mm-hmm. into it. And I think if people saw that and came to a game, they'd be more likely to come well, back. They got, they expensive. got so unlucky with the scheduling. They had very, very little Saturday games. 
the ones that they did every single time like Maryland football was playing or something else was happening. The one like Saturday where like there was I think there was a Saturday where it was like the, the where they play the soccer plex is like one of the biggest like youth tournaments in the country like every single um, year. And I think there was there was like thousands of people coming in and it was like, hey, like Nisa, like, you know, this would really help if we could have a home match this week. There's thousands of people. And it's like, eh, you know, we already have our schedule. Like, sorry. Huh. And so it's just like I they wonder if they accommodated that this year. This year, I think it's it's almost all Saturday games. I think they have one Wednesday, but it's like during the summer. It's it's like all Saturday games this year, and that should be a big help. And yeah, you know, hopefully the Open Cup. Um, if hopefully they can get a home match in that and win. Evan was saying if two. they win in the first their first round game that they might draw DC United in the yeah second. they they need they enter in the second round DC United enters in the third round. Yeah, and I mean, if you're U.S. soccer, regional. if you're U.S. soccer, you play the you 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 know. Do you know how the U.S. Open? I guess uh, I I I I uh, change subjects a lot, and I know that my mind. That's okay. Funny. I have I have but, ADD still. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I, I like it too. That's kind of the that's kind of the theme of the podcast. Have you ever right, ever right known like, U.S. soccer? Like the soccer plex is like perfect. DC United would host games at the soccer plex. I've watched like, it an Open Cup game there. They would always host Open Cup matches. I mean. And like the U.S. Open Cup draws, like it's random, but it's not. Like it's weird, like that. It's like it's random, but like it's regional. Somehow it's regional, yeah. But I haven't. Not, I actually like, was thinking about it yesterday that I really want to learn more about the Open Cup because I'm actually fairly new. To, I played soccer growing up till about eighth grade, mm-hmm. and I was really into basketball. And then I got into watching football, and then I didn't come back to soccer to like really 2010 World Cup. So, mm-hmm. like you said, national teams, my first love. And I found myself in my window in this last world cup qualifying window. It's like, I am hanging on every play more than I do for any Tottenham game. It's like, I'm a national team fan first and then Tottenham fan second. So I'm kind of the same way, but, Mm -hmm. uh, no, the open cup makes no sense. Yeah. I I don't get it. But like, imagine if, if the Bobcats host DC United, like, I just don't know if it's, if it's rigged, if it does us soccer, like, like the U S soccer federation. Do they like Nisa? I can't tell. I think they do. I mean, if, if, if they didn't like Nisa, Nisa would be gone by now. Like if, if they didn't like Nisa, why would they hold up the open cup draw for them? Like, that's true. I mean, like there's a, you know, there's so much of like that. Like if they, if they really didn't like Nisa, like why would they still stick around with Nisa? Cause I, I think, I think they, they, I think they hate the USL. I mean, because, you know, MLS is their first love. MLS started all. MLS grew the game. USL was trying to take down MLS. NISA's not trying to take down MLS. They're trying to kind of do their own thing similar to USL. But, like, they're building from the ground up, which is the smart way. And I think U.S. soccer likes that. I think they love NISA. But they could they could not because <laughs> everything going on on Twitter. Yeah. New, I mean, that whole thing's a joke. New Amsterdam FC is... As soon as he started, as soon as Gerard started playing goal for his own squad and he's overweight and not really uh, in game shape, I'd say not (laughs) don't mean to be mean, but he shouldn't be out there. Like that was the one, the one, the one Bobcats home match that I've missed was that one. I was, you know, the schedule came out, I think in early or like late July or something. And I had already booked a, we'd already booked like a family vacation for that weekend and couldn't like uh, miss it. But I heard I know you had Alex on the podcast 
uh, the old Bay Brigade. I heard uh-huh. he was saying yeah. some, some fun things during that. Yeah, match. he's 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 uh he's got some opinions. I've I, I've listened back to the bro- to the to the Maryland Bobcats broadcast, and if you listen like super closely, you can hear him, and like let's just so, yeah let's just say it wouldn't be able to be broadcasted on like TV. <laughs> he's fearless. He's he absolutely so fearless. funny. I'm a little more uh, I'm a little more reserved than him. I was. I, I tried. I, I, the last, it was, what was the last, um, home match? It might've been, um, it might've been like, now I'm forgetting. Cal United. I was trying not to laugh during the game. I mean, I was literally, I was, I was calling the game and I could hear him cause he was like almost right in front of me and I'm there and I'm like trying so hard not to laugh. And I'm just like looking at the people next to me and like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, he's going crazy, man. He's talking about <laughs> coach's wife and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's the spitting game too, right? Hmm? Yes. Yeah, it was. That was an unfortunate incident. There's been some that, – that that's the one thing about Nisa too. There's like it, – it's so hard because there's like – there's not that much communication between like the press box and what's happening on the field. Sure. We kind of figured out a good system towards the end of the year with like whoever's taking pictures on the field, sends it up to us up top. But like sometimes it's like hard to tell what's coming on on substitutes, hmm. and like if there's a yellow card, if I'm like not paying complete attention because I'm looking down at my notes or something, I can like kind of miss who it was on because like there's not that much communication. Yeah, you're not getting the printout recap of the uh, yeah. Every but like that, that was that's, that's spinning. That was a uh, that was an interesting incident. I mean, it's just like that's that's Nisa. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's what Alex was saying. It's like every every game kind of ends a little chippy in a fight. But like, other than that, it's good chippy. Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of like, you know, it gets, the guys care. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's oh, entertaining sure. on the watch. I mean, it's their shot at professional soccer mm-hmm. too. And you never know, like you, you could see a guy come and rise up at a Nisa. It's not, not un, like they come from a small school that just never had the platform to perform. And then all of a sudden they get it. You never know what happens. There's some guy, I mean like Pele, if he was, he, you know, he's older. He's like 28. If he was younger, like he would get, he would get a chance like that. I mean, there's some guys like that who really, if they were like a couple years younger, if they got, if they were like seen before, like they could like be good enough to like make it to the, like Christian Calker. He is really good. If you look at him, he had a whole, he is at a whole past that um is insane but like he is like good enough to be on the level with a lot of like usl championship guys and like the top guys in nisa a lot of them are people you, you never like you would have never heard of like they could play in the usl championship and like be on an mls roster like some guys are that good yeah i mean i can i completely agree and i, I just think that's why the league and more leagues is good in the united states i think mm-hmm. the talent's there it's just a mining issue it's just yeah. an exposure issue so any, anytime you get more eyes on people, it's better. That's what's great about Nisa and Nisa Nation. I mean, I've really like I've 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 started to be interested in Nisa Nation. I had like I had no interest ever in amateur sports or like amateur soccer. But like to see what Nisa's done with Nisa Nation and what what they're trying to build with that and how they are really are like actually building a pyramid. That's not what like the USL is building of how they're professional first and then you know, it's like USL Pro, these big cities, USL League One, like those are good. Those are, but like USL League Two is like college players, and this is oh the big amateur league, but it's college players. What Nisa Nation is is these like you know guys out of college, these amateurs, and like building up a system for that and for guys to be seen and teams in Nisa seeing them and then signing them. 
Like that's what it's supposed to be about. And like, that's yeah. where Nisa is so great. And that's why, like, that's why I've like really, really enjoyed Nisa. And like with all, with all that's happened with them, that's why they're so important for the sport. And that's why like they need to keep going. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's, um, uh, it's fun. Uh, so what do you see, what do you see as the spring league for you? As far as broadcasting is, are you going to cover every game? Are you going to be the voice of the Bobcats going forward for a little bit? Yeah. Um, right now it's looking like spring into summer. Um, ho- I'm hoping I'll be calling all of the home matches. Uh, I honestly, I'm not completely sure all the details with it. That's, yeah, I'm just there ago. to call the games. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what the product, I'm not, I have like an idea of it. I'm not sure what the production is going to look like. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, we'll get someone to call the games with me. That'll make it a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to also, you know, up my, I guess, uh, affiliation with the Bobcats and maybe I don't want to tease it too much, but potentially start, you know, something like a weekly show interviewing players, Ooh, highlights, okay. all this type all of right. fun stuff, just some content and, um, you know, be very involved in the league. And, um, you know, once it starts up in April, it's going to be really exciting and hopefully open cup hosting a team like DC United and, I have no idea how that works. But Even a USL squad would be pretty fun. USL squad, you know, yeah. an amateur team, an easy win, and then you know, get to an extra round. That'd I mean, be cool, too. I mean, uh, yeah, Evan definitely said it's going to be a priority, the Open Cup, and why not? It's a good way to get eyes on the league, for sure. It's the per- I mean, it's like that. that is that is how you get exposure. Like, the Open Cup being canceled last year, like, that hurt Nisa because what better way to, like, be seen than to host a MLS team or to beat an MLS team or to beat a USL championship team because there's so many there's mil, there, you you know you say you live in this area there's millions of people who live in this area I'd say maybe five ten thousand people know who have ever heard of the Maryland Bobcats just yeah, once in a conversation yeah. if they play if they played DC United that would go up to hundred thousand. Yeah, because you hearing about the Washington Post would come out and be exactly. like, yeah, what's going I mean, on? Like here? You would have that interest and you would have the people knowing about it. And, you know, then that's what that's true for every single team other than probably Chattanooga in the league. Like no one really knows about them other than it's like a very niche spot. If you can then get the looks, because at least one team is going to play on the left side. I mean, if you look at the odds. If you look at how the fact that like there's a good thing, you can't play another USL league. One team, there's a good chance to play an amateur team. Like at least one of them has to win. And then with the MLS teams coming in, like at least one has to play an MLS team. And if that's like whoever it is, then you got to think like that's going to get news coverage. And I know like I I have a feeling, you know, men and blazers is probably going to get really into the open cup this year. Just because, you know, that's, that's kind of like true. It seems like they're bag, yeah. post something about it. Get yeah. them tweet about it. You know, look at their following. It's just the like, cool. That's what they need into it. I mean, it's just you need you need that. Uh, those eyes and it's they're hard to get. And, you know, I try I try and especially I, when there's I, no promotion relegation because it kind of takes away that natural look at it. Like if, it, if a team's top of third tier, you'd say, oh, look at them. They're, they're going to be up in the second division next year. But. I mean, oh, I could talk. I could talk for like hours about promotion relegation in this country, and like at this point, like I like you know, there's so many people. Like I can say my 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 one sentence thing. The MLS is hated by so many people, but without the MLS, soccer would be nothing in this country. It's true. Like the franchise model, like was so it was like it was needed. 
There's a podcast called uh, 25 Stories That Made MLS that is such a good listen. It's, it's 25 episodes about the early MLS days and how the league got established. I, it's like I listened to that. Because rich people propped them up, but that was needed because there wasn't interest really. Yeah, I mean, Don Garber played a huge role in keeping the league afloat early on. Whether he should still be at the helm, obviously, is a of question, but that's not for me to decide. I'm not a I'm not an MLS hater. I I think no. the league's good for development, and I'm I'm a U.S. national team guy, so I realize what the MLS has done. I also I think mean, it's propped up the rest of Concacaf a lot, yeah. which is making it tough for us. But the MLS is the MLS is like good. Like people don't really like look. Like should Walker Zimmerman be starting? I think He's so. Good. He's I good. like him. He's my He's center good. back right now. Like honestly, like he, like 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 when Matt Turner was first like getting those starts over Zach Steffen, people are going crazy. It's like he's good. Like he never was going to Arsenal, and like Ricardo Pepe was Ooh. in. Like there's so many MLS guys who are now going to Europe and are like playing. And Kellen Acosta was arguably man of the match last game against uh, Honduras. The MLS is freezing cold. Good MLS players, and there are, there's guys in Nice who have played in the MLS. And uh, yes, a lot of them are older, but like the talent. Like it's not that that big the gap, right? I mean, like if like you can put like probably like a like a Nisa team could be like a reserve second level MLS squad and then put in a couple starters like they probably lose but like they could have a chance. I mean it always Detroit happens. Detroit City could have made a run last year for sure. I would assume yeah. they could have beat a lot of those USL squads. They were they were good. If 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 but like other teams like they 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 were. Other teams were starting to catch up to Detroit City. Yeah, definitely like, at the end of the season. If like Detroit City was like they're like so many steps ahead of the league, and honestly, I, I I'm I'm of the belief that if this league is going to be successful in the long term, it's good that Detroit City left because they they can't just like rely on them for all their exposure. But like there are some good guys in Detroit City, and that's a really good team. I'm really interested to see how they'll do in the USL Championship. Yeah, definitely. I mean. We're we're gonna have uh, a guy that played at Detroit City a couple years ago on the podcast in the next like couple weeks. So mm-hmm. he was on in the early uh, in the early days. I'll be kind of curious to hear his take on on the move and everything. Oof, that fan base is that's there's something. It's cool. I mean, it's cool. I mean, yeah. There was I had before I before I called that the the game against Detroit City. First of all, like pronunciations in Nisa are the worst because I, I don't no teams give pronunciation guides sure. and these are teams that I've never seen in my life and I'm trying to do them and like Detroit City like someone reached out so their website has nothing someone reached out like their fan supporter group has like a small thing on the very bottom of their website with a pronunciation guide and uh-huh. I never saw that and so I pronounced the name wrong and they got mad at me but someone saw that I was broadcasting the game like a Detroit City fan and they just tweeted at me like hey at Adam underscore Gotkin F you. And I was like, what? Hey. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like this was before the game started. Like I didn't I say any, I didn't too, anything huh? yet. I said nothing. And then these Northern guard people are reaching out to me. But yeah, that was the, that was the most fun game ever. That was the, that game against Detroit city with the rain delays. Alex said, uh, yeah, like about a hundred of them came down, started doing smoke grenades and stuff after he got yelled at and, <laughs> It's awesome they traveled fans to to Maryland. I mean, for a game. They he he told a story about that game. I can tell the behind the scenes staff story of that game. So like we were like looking at the tracker and like it would get I think it was like fifteen minutes and then another fifteen because of the league policy, and it would say like 
1450 and then there'd be another strike of lightning like 9.9 miles away and it had to be 10 or more and so at one point we're like okay this is going to be a while so like all the teams they go back into the locker room and where the locker rooms are there's these like basketball courts and so me and the other like and me and like the interns go in there and we're just playing basketball with like (laughs) the players on detroit city and on the bobcats like in the middle of like the mat, like at at, at ended, awesome. ended two hour long half, we're just playing basketball with them, and it was like the craziest experience ever. We're like, what is this? Like we're just playing basketball with these professional soccer players in the middle of a rain delay, and then they go out and they score like three goals in ten minutes, and then the game doesn't even finish because of more lightning. Yeah, I mean, that's the tough part about the games story. at night in Maryland. Just like. The worst luck. I mean, rain delays, and then it would rain, and then there'd be lightning, and then like the, I know the Washington Spear podcast, like the the big one. I think it's like Spear. It's like uh, the Plex weather. Like there's always something going on there with the lightning. Huh. It always happens. You can never get good weather at the Plex. Huh. And that, that, that's just that's that's just I'll never forget that night playing Detroit City. Do and your parents like have the, 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 the? I'm assuming you got home around midnight, like. Yeah, I got home like past midnight. There's there were like four thousand viewers, huh. and like they're just like oh, there's yeah. people commenting like like I bet that like all the people and, like the, the 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 funniest thing about eleven sports is like there's a there's a chat, and so there are these people in this chat and they're like this guy wants a beer like he he's so bad like he wants to go home I'm like I'm sixteen, <laughs> like I'm a sixteen year old like I can't have a beer. <laughs> they're just like I bet you this guy wants to go home so bad and it's like look like. I remember the time like of my life. This is so fun. Like, I'm sorry if I'm a bit tired. Like, you know, I was like, you know, I have like eight hours of school and then come straight here and I'm here from four o'clock till midnight. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm you're hustling, man. Like, I'm it's, 16. Give it's me a impressive. Break. It, it really is impressive coming from an old man to let me tell you, you're, you're doing a lot, man. It's 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 really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I listen back sometimes and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely younger. It's yeah, like, I mean, when I, you listen back to yourself on audio, you always sound like a dick, and then uh, yeah. you realize it's not so like, bad. That, no one else notices. I hope people do understand because, like, you know, they know like I'm in high school, and like I hope I hope people do like if they if if they've been watching since May, I've like or since April, like I've noticed myself get better, and I hope like other people are able to notice that, and like if anyone ever has feedback of me broadcasting a game, like. My DMs are always open. Please, like, reach out to me. Like, I'm just like these clubs. I'm just like these players. You know, I'm a homegrown person. I'm from, you know, the area, and I'm just trying to get better. And I'm just trying to, you know, grow myself up. So if you ever have any feedback, please, please, please reach out to me. If it's something bad, if you're like, your broadcast sucked, like, honestly, tell me. Tell me why. You know, what can I – A little more constructive than that, though. More constructive than that, but, like, tell me. You know, I want to, like, get better, and I want to keep improving. And it's 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 crazy to listen back to, and hopefully, uh, when I'm calling the U.S. win a World Cup in 2042 or 2046, yeah. I'll be able to listen back to the Bobcats game and be like, "Yeah, I really started from that, huh?" Well, man, I'll be following along from afar. Good luck to you in uh, Syracuse next year. If you've listened to Rooster and the Villain, formerly Rooster and the Devil, which I still like the name way better, we always end the podcast with uh, a chance for you to rant. Any topic, it can be like kind of soccer related. Doesn't have to be soccer at all. Whatever you want to rant about, if you just have something you want to get off your chest, now's the time to do it. To our uh, ten to fifteen to maybe thirty listeners, we'll see. Mm, that's that's solid. Um, oh, something to rant about. Let's see. Um, if I can go soccer wise, I was kind of getting a start on this. Like, 
you can't be like so as a soccer fan in this country, like you gotta like at least try and watch MLS. Like and try and watch these leagues because you're saying like, oh my god, MLS is the worst. Half the people who say that who are like huge like Man City fan, they've never watched a single second of American soccer. And like they're like, oh, this country is the worst at soccer. Watch it. Like be a part of it. Go to the local matches. Go to the amateur matches. Go to the NISA, like USL championship. That's what's gonna make it better. It's all these people complaining about how much it sucks. And then we're like, in our infancy. Not even trying. Yeah. Like, help like help it get better like that's like honestly like my biggest pet peeve like i've ranted to like my dad about it. he does not care he hates soccer i'm like just like my ranting like, all these people on twitter trashing the mls trashing nissan it's like try like you know like try and make it better like this is a brand new league like this country's new with soccer it's not been around for hundreds of years like in england like try like you know like and then you can't be like oh Look at Christian Pulisic. He's our king. He's our saint. Like, because like you can't then do that and then be like, oh, this country sucks. MLS sucks. Like, help it. Like, God just, forbid we don't qualify for the World Cup because then everyone's just gonna think we suck again. It's like we made a. I really hope they qualify. First of all, I'll, I'll be devastated. They're, they're if they they not. Have to, I they have to, right? Yeah. It would just be a freak. They're still in second in the table. I'm, As, I'm hey, just. Hey, I'm nervous. World Cup in 2026. Yes. So I have to say 2026. They're in the World Cup. Don't have to worry. Guaranteed. Yeah, it's nice. I I will. I will guarantee it. I will bet a hundred thousand dollars right now. They (laughs) will be in the World Cup. And and there's like there was someone. Um, I used to write for this or I I, this like sports blog, Maryland sports blog. And there's still this like group chat that I'm in of all like the writers. And it's like I. It's like we're not. Someone's saying like we're not going to qualify now. Like we're never going to qualify for the World Cup. And I was like. 2026 we will and he's like what do you mean like you don't know that and i'm like like you don't know anything about this sport like you're brand new to this like educate yourself first like we are like it's here like just like know things before you say things like mls players are not all bad matt turner is good he should be starting he shouldn't be going to arsenal that's not a necessarily good thing (laughs) i know he's gonna be a deputy over there to it's like zach he'll be he'll be the next zach stefan yeah, I know. Or Ethan Horvath, who's now sitting rotting on the Nottingham Forest. Well, he he was he was never that good. He was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably. He probably had one. Fair. He had like one good half, right? Did he? Did he, he play? He was on, on Bruges, and he did play. He started a bunch of Champions League games in their group stage before that window. But then uh, was it Simon Minulay came and supplanted him, so then he was back up in Bruges and didn't play there and. Yeah. So and now Josh Sargent, he's not doing too well. Nor I mean, some of these guys are starting to disappoint. Maybe you know, they just scored two goals in the last game, though. So <laughs> Josh true. Sargent stock is going up. <laughs> it is going up. But I kind of want to see P Folk. He's Daryl DK. I, I don't know. I Zardis. No thanks. No more of that, please. He can like the thing about Zardis starting. Like he can score. Like no one can finish. Like we don't have anyone who can like just put the ball into the net. And I was like, you know, if Zardis can do that, then like he need like you need to. I like Zardis last window. I thought he had good energy off the bench and can kind of create something out of nothing that way. But I love. I was good with I was good with Greg's lineup um, against Honduras because he knew that they were going to win. He knew that the MLS guys like the Gold Cup lineup would kill them. Like yeah, he he could not start Pulisic. He had to bench him. He had to put a fire in him. Yeah, I like that. And then he scores a goal on a second touch, which he I like. He should have had too. second. 
Yeah, had a second. The uh, the guy the guy interviewing him afterwards thought he did. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, it's a crazy sport, crazy crazy country to be a soccer fan. There are so many soccer fans. Just like if one percent of them can know about Nisa, they'll fall in love with it. It's true. Hopefully, some people found out about it from the Pizzagate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would assume they did. And I actually the the Nisa subreddit is kind of popping off a little bit more these days. I think there's more eyes on the. Oh, I follow along that so much. It's there's a lot of entertainment with that. Yeah, the, it's funny. I know like great the people with like the, the not their real names, and you can like tell who it is. Like the like Charm City Toffee. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder that he's probably listening. Yeah, I wonder to this who right that now. is. That is. Yeah. <laughs> Should get a burner, probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Nah, I, that's still kind of a burner. I don't think anyone knows that. Uh, well, the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Connect two and two together. You may, from what you from what you said earlier in this uh, podcast, you may be able to connect those. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> All right, man. I'll uh, I'll let you get going. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Good yeah, luck thank with, you very uh, much for me. Yeah, good luck with school, and I'll see you at a game. I'll say hi next time. Yeah, anyone. If you if you see me, come up and say hi. All right, see you. Thank you.